Welcome back to the Lazy Teacher Podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. Welcome back to Classroom Brew. Hey, podcast listener. Welcome to Classroom Brew. podcast where you're going to feel like, hey, are these my teachers at a bar talking about everything? Yeah, actually, yeah. Right now I've got a twisted tea, which I've never really had before, but it's actually pretty good to be honest with you. How about you? Um, I am about to open up an arrogant bastard ale. An arrogant bastard ale? Is that yeah. local or that's awesome though? <laughs> it's Stone. Have you ever had Stone Beer? Stone Beer uh, Company? I haven't. No. Is it uh, good though? Yes. Recommended? They're huge over here. They're they're known for their IPAs. Okay. I got yeah. you. And you're out you're out in California, right? Yeah, I'm in California. <laughs> okay. I did a um it was kind of messing with Brian because um, you you know Brian from yes. The Lazy Teacher. Yeah. I kind of was messing around with him. I haven't posted it yet. By the time this comes out, it'll be up. But I did like a, a joke intro start where I'm like, welcome back to The Lazy Teacher Podcast, just being exactly like him. <laughs> <laughs> and then I do like a record scratch and it's back into me. That's but, cool. So cool. California. Uh, and you've got a, what was it again? Uh, uh, the Arrogant back. Bastard Ale. So their, their <laughs> slogan for this particular ale is, you're not worthy. <laughs> yeah i like it i like it and it tastes good which is always important. yeah it's good so out in california uh and i guess uh for the listeners i did a very poor job of doing that and if i'm pronouncing this wrong please tell me immediately but is it laura yeah it's laura. that was great Thanks. thank you thank you i had to, i had to ask i had to ask brian for confirmation just to make sure <laughs> but i wanted to get it right yeah uh and so, uh, Laura, what, what grade do you teach out in California? So right now I'm actually a mentor teacher and I don't have my own classroom, Okay. but I'm supporting five teachers. Uh, one first grade teacher who teaches Spanish for our dual immersion mm-hmm. program and three third grade teachers and one fifth grade teacher. Oh my God. So yeah. you need to have like a couple of those arrogant bastard beers to make sure that you're not going to go insane. <laughs> and they're all different personalities and... Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember when I was student teaching, I had two mentor teachers just because they couldn't, you know, swing it because they had blended classes. So yeah. I couldn't teach a blended class, uh, which was mostly online. But most of my day was spent just kind of figuring out how to navigate the terrain of, of personalities. Yeah. Um, so that must be, so you said first it's, or uh, fifth grade, what were the other? Yeah, three third grade teachers, two with a focus on math, one with a focus on reading, and then one first grade teacher with a focus on reading. <laughs> and course. the crazy part, I think the most challenging is that they're all veteran teachers. Like, they're all hmm. good teachers that were selected for this program through the Coatsen Foundation, and Mm-hmm. Their philosophy is like taking good teachers and helping them become great oh, teachers. Okay. So it's not like probation. It's not like nope. new people. It's no. okay. Interesting. Like some of them have been teaching longer than me. So it's, it's a tough gig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet. Did that like come with any challenges? Like in the early days, like they were like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like I've been doing this 87 you know, years and you're like, no. Ugh. So because they all applied for this program, but, but oh, okay. I they am getting that, that vibe from them with the type of responses. Like I'm getting some like, pushback. And so I'm learning that sure. it's taking a long time to build trust with these teachers, even though we've known each other for years. Oh, so these are, these are colleagues then yeah. in the same yes. building. Yeah. They're oh, my colleagues. <laughs> got it. Okay. That's why they always say don't mix uh, business and pleasure. This, yeah. this is kind of like a, a different, different case. It's very so, different. 
they've, they've always known me as the special education teacher. And then sure. I got selected as the mentor. And so it's just different for all of us. <laughs> yeah. So before you were a mentor, you said they had more experience, but how many years were you uh, in special education? Special, nine years in, as the okay. RSP teacher at my elementary school. Okay. Was that like a transition that you sought out or did someone say, Hey, we think you'd be perfect for no, this? Or how I does applied. that go about? I, okay. I applied. Got it. Yeah. I was ready for a change. Sure. And I think I listened to one of the reasons that you and I got in contact is because um, you were on Brian's podcast yeah. and you were talking about like diet and health and all that stuff yeah. that went above my head. But uh, you mentioned that it was kind of nice to just segue away from that, like all the stresses of like IEPs and oh my gosh, yeah, the day to day and stuff. Uh, has it been worthwhile? Like you're happy yes. with that change that you made? Yes. Okay. Very happy. I mean, it's it's been... It's challenging because I was really, really hooked on my kids because once they're mm -hmm. in RSP, they, they stay with me until they move on to middle school. And so we really like build rapport and develop meaningful relationships. And so that's been hard right. to just kind of pull away because that's no longer my job. Um, mm -hmm. but it's also so great because I'm learning so much. I'm, I'm, when I, when I'm done and ready to go back into the classroom, if that's what ends up happening at the end of these two years, because it's a two year program. I'm, okay. I'm going to be a way better teacher. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You're seeing other strategies and learning what could, what could really yeah. help. What's like, what's like a day to day like, like for me, I get up in the morning, have some coffee, drive to work. And then I start prepping for my first class. Mm -hmm. But what's your day to day like when you, from the moment that you get into the, the doors of your building yeah. to when you leave home? So I'm start my day meeting with teachers. Um, I have to meet with each one, one, one hour a week. And I also have to do mm -hmm. one hour of observation a week for each one. So okay. we have to do at least 30 minutes of planning together for the observation. And then I come in at some point during the week to observe what we talked about. And I'm collecting data while I'm in there. I'm, I'm only there as a second pair of eyes and ears. And it. it's, it's totally like they, it's up to them what they want me to see and what, what kind of data they want me to collect. It's their journey. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I would imagine whenever there's a second body in the room, like imagine being like observed by like a principal or something like that. It's times where I'm like, do I acknowledge the person in the mm -hmm. room or do I just kind of ignore it? Do you get like acknowledged like, hey, this is why Ms. Velez is here or like how does that usually so work with the kids? So we set that up in the beginning of the school year. Like we talked to all the kids and they knew that they were going to sure. have two teachers, that I would be coming in at least once a week and that um, I was there to watch the teacher uh, and the right. learning that was happening in the classroom. So it's right. pretty cool. Do you still get that one kid though? That one kid that's like, hey, can I have, and you're like, oh, oh not here I for know. that. Or, yeah, that's kind of hard because so they're, <laughs> they're starting to like really enjoy having me in their rooms, the kids, and mm -hmm. like I'm there to see what they're doing. And so a lot of times like in math, for example, I'm asking the kids like how they solved a problem and explain to me their strategy that they use. And so then they're like, reason Ms. Venice, Ms. Venice, can you come, can you look, look what I did, you know, which is really <laughs> awesome. Like sure. I love that kind of stuff. Right. It's probably hard not to be like, oh, let me just, oh, uh -huh. wait, let me pull back for yep. a second. But yeah, yeah, it's hard. So yeah, I bet. So how often do you like, because I'd imagine if you're, you're talking with teachers and like they have a lot of experience, do you ever get like pushback or like maybe you, when you're doing your planning session that you said you do, do you ever disagree on things? And like, how do you kind of navigate, especially if you have this kind of, I don't want to say dicey relationship, but they, they seem like they're a little hesitant yes. sometimes. But how do you kind of assert yourself without, you know, ruining your professional or even personal relationship if you've known them? Yeah. So the hardest part is that I cannot ever suggest anything. Like Ooh. I am there to ask questions 
and to keep reminding them that it's their journey and it's based on their goals. Mm-hmm. And so it's all questions. It's almost like I'm a therapist. So like when we yeah, debrief, sounds- they're like, so how do you think it went? And I have to respond with, well, how do you think it went? <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy. And so I try to focus on like, what do you feel great about? What were some of the things that you really enjoyed about that lesson? You know? Yeah. yeah. Do you think you're going to take anything like from the, like, I'm sure everyone, you know, you can kind of see something as you um, observe them, but do you like see yourself like, Oh, maybe I do want to, after these two years, enter the classroom and do what she was doing or what he was doing oh, as yeah. like a technique. Oh okay. yeah, for sure. And like the best part of this gig is that um, each of the teachers is allotted five sub days for professional development. Mm-hmm. So I go out there with them. Um, and so we get to see like what's considered exceptional teaching at Mm -hmm. other schools and other districts. Yeah. I'm learning so much. It's, it's pretty rad. (laughs) I think I'm going to actually go back into general education instead of going back into special ed when the two years are up. Okay. What's the, is it just because you, you want to try some strategies that don't necessarily work in special ed or because um, I'm ready for a change. Okay. Still like I loved RSP so much because it was all like small group and individualized. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I'm ready to have kids for a full six hours. Sure, sure. And yeah. what a, uh, for listeners, what does RSVP, or RSVP, that was such a habit to say RSVP. Oh, yeah. What, is, what does RSP <laughs> stand for um, in your state? So it's Resource Specialist Program. It's okay. part of special education. It's pretty much like the least restrictive mm-hmm. type of special ed. So kids are in general ed classes and they get, some type of pullout service. Okay. So almost like I had, um, Brittany who was on and she's like, uh, she's a speech path. And so she, I guess it's not necessarily special ed, but it's a very similar type of pullout thing. It is actually speech and language is considered part of special education. So her, the kids, yeah, that she works with are on IEPs or the individualized education plans. And Mm -hmm. so the only service that's written in their plan is for speech and language. Uh, And I have kids that would, they got speech and language services, but they also had RSP. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Now I learned something new. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I yeah. found it. It's like this whole umbrella, special ed, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which I feel like is problematic, too. Like, when we have, like, kids from, like, we have kids that come from the Congo, for example, um, or we even have some that are from Mexico, but they don't speak English. Yeah. And uh, we don't have them lumped into um, an IEP. We just have, like, yeah. there's, like, a little indicator that they are bilingual, even though it means, right. like, they, they don't quite speak English yet. Like, some of right. them, it's, like, there's not a lot that we are able to do with them yet. Mm-hmm. Um but I wonder if that's good or bad that they're being put under the umbrella of special ed. I mean, I would think that it's good, but I know a lot of people are worried about the stigma of... Oh, yeah. So, I mean, and I think that part of, like, one of the things that's been happening recently is, like, teachers and some admin are starting to see special education as a Band-Aid, and it's not. Like, mm-hmm. there are very strict guidelines for being eligible for special education. There's 13 categories, and you know, if you have poor attendance, you are not a good candidate for special education. If you are, uh, have only been in the country a limited amount of time, you are not a good candidate for special education. But a lot of people don't know those things. Sure. Yeah. So we get these kids, you know, that are labeled and, you know, they don't really need that. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean that. Well, and especially like at my school, we have a lot of truant kids. And granted, that's, that's a whole nother issue, but yeah. Yeah. No, I heard you mention that a lot, the truancy. Yeah. Yeah. I think the day before winter break or maybe the day or the first two days right before break i think we had like 50 percent attendance or something Jeez. like that yeah and then by like the last day of school it's like five percent so you see like the same four kids in the hallway and you're like hey thanks for coming thanks yeah. for helping our, wow. our percentage. 
So Whatever happened with that, that whole thing about like an incentive for kids to come to school, like a monetary incentive. Ah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I always go back and forth, um, on that with like attendance versus like, um, it's called positive pot, which just terrible. Uh, <laughs> that's not a good name. <laughs> They're like, so that's the I'm message. down with that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we were like, oh, that's one issue. Um, yeah, it's, it's still going on, but it, I guess the follow through hasn't quite been there. Like okay. they, they're forgetting about it. They haven't really linked it so much to attendance. Like um, our attendance lead, I guess, um, I'm not sure what her official title is, uh, but she's doing stuff all the time like hoodies and hats and um, like swag basically for the school to try to entice people to come. Yeah. But yeah, the monetary um, thing for good behavior, I'm still like, oh, just like gritting my teeth and... I'll get an email every so often, like, make sure you donate, please donate. And I'm like, right. I'm not going to do it. This is just fundamentally against my, <laughs> my belief. I even kind of, and luckily I didn't get into trouble for this, but I brought it up with my, my AP kids because we were talking about reinforcement schedules and intrinsic, intrinsic motivation and extrinsic motivation. And I kind of like leaned into like, and that's why there's an issue. Like, I think I said it under my breath, just like instinctually, like, that's why yeah. positive pod is kind of flawed. And they were like, what'd you say, Mr. F? And I was like, Ooh. oh, sit down, kids. Let me tell you. <laughs> they were like, you know what? You're right. We should write like a letter to the admin. And I was like, no, 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 no. no. Said that? That. Wow. Yeah, there are some of them that are very motivated. And I was like, yeah. all right, I have converted even the kids into this idea. But yeah, it's been, needless to say, it's been a great, a great uh, winter break to kind of take a step back from work yeah. and uh, my routine. But well, how about for, for your winter break? Do you guys get two weeks? Yeah, we got two weeks off. Okay. So what's been your routine as, so like you've got way more experience than I do. I'm only in my second year, but yeah. what is a seasoned uh, teacher? What do they do as a routine when they're on break from oh school? Oh my gosh. I sleep in okay. and I usually work, I'm better about like working out when I'm on break. Um, sure. and I enjoy beers when I'm on break and yeah, just trying to rest and just totally, um, disconnect from, from work. You know, I don't check my email. Yeah. That sounds awesome to be honest. I, I also noticed that I'm really good about making sure I clear out my inbox this year Oh yeah, and I haven't had to do it at all because I haven't gotten a single work email in like a week and a half and it's been glorious. Wow. That's great. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, so I guess as we're as we're gearing up, like, what's something that you're kind of looking forward to, uh, or I guess something that you're going to look out for as you start to get back into your work routine, and you kind of have to uh, go back to like your your intermittent workout schedule. Oh or, my gosh, yeah, uh, gearing back up. Yeah, <laughs> but what's what's like the steps that you take? Um, so I I've been practicing that while I'm on break. Actually, like it's I think it's okay. easier for me to do intermittent fasting when I'm on break. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because That's impressive. I know there's something about like. I know it's all in my head, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going to deal with people. I have to eat some food, <laughs> which is so silly, you know, like, sure, yeah. sure. it makes sense though. That's yeah. kind of my way of like getting through things. Yeah. But, but no, it's um, been great. I do my workouts in the morning and then like, I'll have my meal, you know, like after I'm done working out, which when we go back to work, I'm going to try to hit at least one day a week where I'm going to the gym before I go to work. Oh my God. Yeah. So at what time do you have to get up for that? Like how much earlier? So I think I'm going to try to get up at like 4.30 or 4.45 because the gym that oh I go God. to opens at five. I know. That's, that's, I know. oh my God, I, I cannot do that. Oh my God, I, you are so dedicated. I've done it before. So I know I can do it again and like get in like some squats or some deadlifts and not really break too much of a sweat and then come back mm -hmm. home, shower and get ready for work, you know? 
Sure. I'm going to try. That sounds... <laughs> That's my goal. Yeah. I'm hoping next year, because I don't teach the first two class periods, but I also don't have a place like if I do get really sweaty. Yeah. But um, since I coach, I've also got a weight room on the fifth floor, mm-hmm. uh, which seems backwards if you're dropping weights and stuff like yeah. that on the fifth floor. But I'm hoping next year I don't have an eighth period because then maybe I can get a head start and like do a little bit of a lift at work and yeah. then drive to my gym. And <laughs> But I don't think that's going to, that's not really going to work. Yeah. Out. You're so lucky that you we'll have see. that, that at work. I wish I had that. That's is such a benefit from a high school. And I was thinking like, oh my God, I don't, I don't need a gym membership, but I've also discovered I cannot stay in my building that long yeah. like I have to I have to well we were talking about um LA fitness the locker room thing I think you you messaged oh my me gosh yes it's a that. thing apparently all over in oh, California it's too <laughs> it's like put on a towel yeah, people... lady come on <laughs> oh yeah it's bad. there's just no shame and it's usually like after the age of 60 they're like yes, oh, I don't give a they shit just don't like, care oh, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> at least at least for good uh podcast content uh-huh. at least our, our a, dismay yeah <laughs> So I guess um, I want to be respectful of your time, but I'm really excited because I got an idea from uh, my producer um, who started a Reddit page for the podcast. And so uh, he added a few that I'm going to sound like such an old person, you know, an elderly 25 year old when I say this. But on Reddit, apparently there are communities and sub reddits. No clue what that means. But Uh uh, he screenshot. Um, on this forum, a bunch of teachers that were kind of asking for advice. And so I thought, okay, I've only got two years. I would be such an ass if I tried to give my take on this. Uh, so do you want to you wanna try this one out and see what yeah, we come up with? Yeah, here? of course. I'm going to crack open right. my beer, okay? I don't know if you'll hear it, but... Oh, no, that's good. I use, okay. I use those sound effects, cool. so that's going to stay in. <laughs> All right. All right. So this one, the title is Low Motivation, Students and Myself. Ugh. Okay. So... Uh, looks like this is a second year algebra and geometry teacher. Okay, so math. Uh, and it reads as follows. I'm probably going to paraphrase. Yeah. So if it comes out screwed up, you can blame that on Twisted T. <laughs> um, my students don't want to do anything. About half the class refuses to take out paper and pencil and write things down. Many students will pull out their Chromebooks any chance they get. Like if I'm helping another student, taking attendance, collecting homework, oh blinking or turning around. I can't believe how much lack of motivation there is. Uh, it's really worn me out. I have to constantly take away Chromebooks or tell them to be put away. Today, I was 35 minutes into algebra and one kid still didn't take out a pencil. I have kids that haven't written anything down all year and it's spreading. Even the threat of a test, quiz, or graded worksheet activity doesn't help. I've done so much to try to help lessons be more engaging. Hands-on activities, large whiteboards, musical math chairs. Oh, that sounds good. Scavenger hunts, passing activities, uh, anything that will get them working. As the year goes on, I'm finding myself caring less and less. I'm tired. I have no energy the second half of the day uh, to even try. I'm getting impatient. I'm getting meaner. I can tell they don't like me as much. Anyone else dealing with the same thing? My admin tells me uh, to make the kids put all their Chromebooks on a shelf when they come in, but they would hate that. Plus, some of the kids use them at the end of class when they are allowed Mm -hmm. to. I don't want that to be taken away from them. Then admin told me to give every kid a new notebook to keep in my classroom, and even that's not helping. I had a kid write one number down today, not even close to doing one problem, with his new notebook. And that's the end of the wow. post. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's so sad. First, that's a lot of my voice. Yeah. But uh, what do you think? Low motivation? That one, I get that yeah. a lot. I don't know if it's quite as bad as this poor uh, math yeah. teacher, but what do, you, what do you think? So the first thing that I thought of <laughs> is uh, this TED Talk by Rita Pearson. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen it. She passed away a couple of years ago, but like she worked with very, very low performing students. And one of the things that she says in her Ted talk is 
kids are not going to learn from someone that they don't like. Mm -hmm. And I don't know this teacher, but like I worked with kids that were low performing for the last nine years. And I never really had issues with motivation. They absolutely loved coming to my class. And I think that has a lot to do with like building rapport and building meaningful relationships with kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, I think it might be a little bit harder at the high school level, you know, cause teenagers and hormones and all that stuff that I just can't handle. But, um, I, I think that might have a lot to do with it. It's, it sounds like this teacher is doing some, some great things in the classroom, but if the kids don't see that the teacher gen- genuinely cares about them, the kids aren't going to care about the learning. Right. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, I was thinking the first thing I noticed because that's one thing that I, I have too, is a lot of kids say like, oh man, he's he's mean when they talk about another teacher. And they're like, oh man, he's just about the content. Like it, it is about right. the relationships. But even just on a, a practical level, that's what I noticed first. Like I've got like a bin of pencils and I just trade an ID for a pencil. And most of the time they trade me back uh, at the end of okay. the day or something like that. So that they at least have something. Uh, and it's right. almost part of my routine. Like I, I, walk, I walk in because they want us in the hallway before we start class and, you know, greeting people, whatever. And then as soon as I yeah. walk in, I say, all right, right now is your one and only warning on cell phones. If I see it, it's mine till the end of the day. Unless you give it up instantly, then it's mine till the end of the period. And like that came out like mm-hmm. such a recording because I'm so used to saying it every single day. So I know, all right, that's the one warning. Uh, unless Mr. F says, okay, use your phones for this activity. Uh, but then right. like after I do like the go through the objective and the schedule, I'm like, does anyone need a pencil? And then I spend like a few minutes and it's annoying because it's always the same four kids, but it's just a real simple thing, especially if you have a co-teacher that they can go around and they can do the trades and stuff like that. Right. Just to give them the tools because yeah, yeah. To, to me, honestly, like if they're not motivated, you can't really change a whole lot about that aside from, yeah, you know, the foot that you put forward with your, you know, your investment in them. And then do they right. have the tools to do it? But I'm not sure for this, this poor teacher, this poor math teacher, what, what the solution know, would be. That sounds sad. Uh, I feel like it's a good thing that I don't actually go on Reddit because I feel like, uh, the internet is such a dark place. Uh, oh, yes. but I, I, I hope there aren't any like negative comments or anything like that for this teacher. But yeah, yeah. Well, if she is listening, um, I hope she's doing better. Maybe I should post this link in like the comment section. I'll have to ask my producer to do that. But yeah, that um, would be cool. Welcome back to the oh, shit! Oh, moment segment. In this segment, this is where a teacher really got into a moment where they just thought, oh, shit! Oh, before I got like my full-time gig, I was subbing and I was subbing in multiple districts because I needed the money and I needed the experience. And although I knew I wanted to go into elementary school, I subbed in middle schools and high schools. And high school was challenging because I would end up like being stopped by security and like, what's your, where's your ID? You know, why aren't you in class? And (laughs) like, I'm a teacher, you know, but, um, (laughs) so one of the times that I subbed, I was subbing for a teacher that did not have their own classroom. Mm -hmm. They were like a roving teacher. And so they had to move around to other teachers' classrooms that had like prep periods. Um, so I was in like three different classrooms. The last two periods of the day, I was in a home economics class and the kids were taking a test and it was during the last period. And I told them that when they were done, when the entire class was done, they could talk to their friends as long as they kept it quiet. I didn't care. They could move around, you know, and chat and be comfortable. Well, 
there was a couple of kids that decided to hang back by the ovens and I didn't think anything of it. And then the bell rang and it was time to go and it smelled like something was burning. Okay. So I walked back there and there was a sweater in the oven and part of it had melted because <laughs> it was starting to burn. The oven was off. So I don't know, like this kid decided to like, turn the oven on and eventually like they had some sense to turn it off, but it was terrible because the entire building smelled like something had burned and everyone's like coming out of the hallways and like, what's going on? What's going on? Oh yeah. God, that sounds like it. <laughs> that was bad. And then I never went back to that high school again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I then, don't blame you. and then there was, and then there was one time where I was subbing at a, at a K eight school and I was subbing for a teacher who was uh, on maternity leave. And mm -hmm. this was even high school. This was a fourth grade class. I was like, I can handle this. You know, I can handle little kids. Um, I kept the same rules that she had established with her class. And one of her rules was you don't get to go to the restroom unless it was on your break time. Uh, if I can hold okay. it, you can hold it, which makes sense, right? Ooh. Pregnant lady can hold it. The kids can hold it too. <laughs> sure. So sure. we had just gotten back from like their recess break. And this one kid tells me that he has to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, no, like you should have gone during your recess time. He's like, I got to go. No. I got to go. I'm like, well, you know what? I didn't make the rules. I'm just enforcing them. So you're going to have to tough it out and wait until lunch. This kid decided to urinate in a water bottle, oh my in a plastic God. Oh water God, bottle uh huh, in the classroom. Oh so he just like pulled his uniform shirt down <laughs> oh and decided to go and relieve himself. Then she shows the water bottle to his friends. Like, look oh what I God. did, right? <laughs> this is exactly that situation I asked my buddy Matt. I, was, I don't remember what episode it was, but it was like one of the first video clips I did. And I was like, uh -huh. what if a student just decides to like poop in the trash can? He's like, oh, uh, <laughs> extra credit, whoever wants to clean it up. Like, this is that situation right there. Right? So he, no. he's showing off the bottle to the yes. kids? This is the same kid who like <laughs> one day threw like a piece of chalk at me like, or a pencil. It was a pencil, a little tiny pencil. He threw it at the whiteboard oh, like and tried to hit me. It was crazy. So the kids go to lunch and he dumps, like he just tosses the bottle in the trash can. And there was this like little girl oh. who was like, Hey, you know, so-and-so peed in a water bottle and he was showing it to us. He, he threw it in the trash can. And I'm just like, what the hell? How did this happen? So, and I didn't see, you know? So ooh, I go I and that, tell the principal. What was the part the, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Your audio cut out. You said the little girl said something. Oh, yeah. Sorry. And then it, no, and then it she went said silent. That, um, she let me know that this kid had peed in a bottle and was showing it to them and tossed it in the trash on his way out. So sure enough, I found it in the trash can. And I took the trash can to the principal and let the principal <laughs> know what happened. And so then the principal called the kid's dad. The kid's dad apparently was very upset that the teacher did not let him go to the restroom. Oh, God. And the next day came to talk to me. And the dad was like, my son's got to go to the restroom. You let him go. And I'm like, well, sir, I didn't make that rule. I'm just here, you know, as a sub. <laughs> right. And I'm enforcing the same rules that Mrs. So-and-so had when she left. Well, I'm letting you know that. If he has to go, you let my son go. Yeah, okay, sir. Like, I think he was trying to intimidate me. I don't know. Sure. Whatever. Then on top of that, the principal calls me into the office oh, and shows me an article of like a kid at some other school in some other state and like the teacher didn't let them go and like something ended up happening with the kid's bladder. 
Oh, geez. I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, you're just the messenger at this point. I was so Mm -hmm. scared that you were going to say that the the father was going to be like, I pee in bottles all the time, and you're (laughs) no one to say or judge me for that. That's how we do things. (laughs) (laughs) That's a family heirloom. Like, you don't mess with that. Like, that's what I was waiting for. But, oh, my God. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's been pretty smooth sailing, like... (laughs) After Since that, I've had yeah. like my steady job, but sure. like man, subbing that sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Good stories. Oh, uh, you made it. Oh yeah, that's so true. And you made it. <laughs> so I guess the moral of this episode is don't pee in bottles and default to someone else if you if right? you got the don't chair. tell the principal <laughs> when the kids pee in the bottle. Right. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome though. <laughs> All right. Well, Lauda, thank you so much for being on. This was a fun one. So this is going to, I'm really excited for this one to come out. Uh, yeah. Is there anything that you wanted to plug? Like where can people check you out on social media? Um, yeah, I'm at be love, teach love, all one word on Instagram. I don't have a lot of stuff on there. A lot of content. I, I really should have started like my Instagram account for educational purposes a long time ago. Cause I, I did mm-hmm. so many great things when I was an RSP teacher, but I'm trying to just keep it related to some of the things that I'm, I'm enjoying and learning as a mentor. So mm-hmm. hopefully there's more good stuff coming. Yeah, definitely. And I'll be sure to link mm-hmm. uh, Lauda's Instagram uh, in the description. And I can also tag her in any promos that we put up on Instagram. So you guys be able to check that out very easily. Cool. Thank you so much, Ryan. Yeah, no, thank you for being on. Uh, so this was episode 69 now. Uh, so if you haven't already rate and review and whatever app you're listening to check us out on social media we also have the youtube page that we're trying to promote a little bit more it hasn't been a focus for very long but since we've been starting to do uh, video podcast episodes uh, here and there uh, we're trying to push that a little bit more so feel free to check that out spread the word uh, and then if you haven't already, if you'd like to be on the show, you can reach us classroombrew at gmail.com. We've got people that email sometimes to talk about the show. We love hearing from you guys. But again, thank you for listening. Subscribe, rate, and review. Spread the word, all that good stuff. And did you want to do the honors, Lauda? Yes. As always, class dismissed.